Welcome to the inaugural episode of Shelter in Place, a podcast about seeking shelter in places that are familiar and places that aren't. I'm Alan Combs. And I'm Christine Porch. Today's theme is from the pandemic to the porch. Let's hunker down. We wanted to start by talking about why we did this in the first place. Right. And so part of what has led to that is, um, I guess it was at one point, uh, right when this was all beginning in terms of when the pandemic was really heating up in the United States, uh, I guess you had... What would we call it, Christina? An epiphany? <laughs> I don't know if a, I call it. I don't know if I would give it religious, a religious import, but I, I can tell you that it was born out of desperation and a lack of any sense of ability to control any of it. It sounds religious. Well, yeah, probably, but you know. So, I mean, I think that we, what I think it also began because I promised you guys Chick fil A if you would, you know. That's also true. Come over said we use, you, you texted or called early in the morning and said, if you come over right now, there's Chick fil A waiting for you. And, if you know anything about the Combs family, um, free food is a sort of immediate uh, sort of magnet for us. So uh, we're you know, that, that we're we're up for that. Well, I mean, I don't want it to sound like that's the only reason that we came over because we like you guys too. Yeah. Well, I think it. <laughs> that I think sounds it was, terrible. It, you know, I sort of ushered us all into this little this little experiment that we call Soul Group Media, um, and this is the first podcast of that particular media company. We will have others coming out in the next few months. Um, but it was sort of a way for us to keep our sanity because I think the only way we've been able to really, you know, sort of vent and and get some of the emotion out about all of this was to talk to each other and to talk to, you know, other folks within our community, even though we were only doing that on FaceTime. Um, but we've been able to um, do that effectively with each other, with, with our respective families. And we wanted to kind of reach out and begin to share that with you guys. Right, because I, I guess part of it is a lot of the conversations that we have in our lives that are meaningful happen on porches, especially specifically your porch, and which and is the only reason I took Joey's name. Th- by the way, that's exactly, and, and and so in your the pun, the pun possibilities. Yes, so if you're if you get into this podcast, just prepare yourself for the porch puns. Um, <laughs> but overall, right. Uh, part of what we experienced in those conversations uh, was the fact that times like this tend to sort of open up a certain amount of, while they're in certain ways um, anxiety-inducing and displacing, in other, in other ways there are ways that uh, conversations can be opened up uh, or new perspectives can, can arrive as we sort of consider what are the things that matter the most to us and what are the things that we're sort of obscuring our ability to be able to see clearly. Sort of like if you've ever uh, read any Walker Percy, right? In the movie Goer, they talk about the search, and it's it's the search is what you would under, undertake if um, if we weren't sort of our eyes weren't covered by the malaise of of the everyday. And I think in a lot of ways, um, some of this, while at its heart is tragic, um, there's a certain amount of ways that certain things have been opened up in us, you know, and and and, and we've sort of made us think about things differently. Agreed. So what's the absolute like worst thing about all of this for you for sheltering in place? I mean, it can be funny. It can be tragic. It can be sad. I don't even want to say like worse. Like one of the most difficult parts is sort of a work life stuff. So on one hand, my wife and I are sitting at the same table in the dining room trying to work on our respective work together. Um, Which by the way, his wife and I work together. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's where all. And Joey and my husband, Joey, and he work together. So so we're all uh, intertwined. Yeah. Um, So, but in the midst of that, trying to get that work done and then having kids coming in and out, we have small children and 
and they're wonderful. And it's 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 not their fault that they need stuff, right? I mean, they're just but they're sort of they take they're three of them and they take turns asking for things and they have schoolwork they're working on, and on all that kind of stuff. And they want us to be present for that, and and that's difficult. But also, the other thing is that there's a gift of technology in terms of being able to work remotely, but the curse of it is being eternally present to one another. You know, yeah, um, right. over over Slack feeds and Zoom calls and emails and text messages. It's just it. it, it I feel like I work longer days being in my house sometimes than I do did when I was going to the office every day. You know what I mean? There's no divisions between right, the two. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 it, that's difficult. What about you? The biggest one has been like, hey, mom and dad, can you just please stay out of the grocery store, right? Because <laughs> it's like apparently the elderly pastime. Um, but the other, I think the other, well, oh, and wall ball. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> wall ball for a second. Whatever lacrosse coach, and you know who you are, told my daughter she had to do a ton of wall ball while school was out. You really, you and I might need to have a little chat. Because literally every day it's thump, ding, thump, thump. Yes, yes, like that yes. every single day. It's great <laughs> fun. Especially when I'm on a conference call. So basically, I think the worst thing emotionally has been this, similar to what you're describing, like, you know, from your perspective, you're standing in front of an empty church, great broadcast, right, broadcasting. Right. Because what we, so you just dropped the bomb, I'm a pastor, womp, yeah. womp. But, you know, he's, I still cuss in front of him. Right. So, and, uh, you know, I, that's part of the gift of our friendship is that it, that stuff doesn't, I mean, it's not, that stuff doesn't matter to me because I just want people to be who they are and we're all, you know, who we are. So uh, that's, that's good. Um, but anyways, yeah, you're, anyways, you're saying yeah, the experience of an empty church, it, preaching to one and being on the other end of that live stream is a displacing sort yeah, of Yeah, it's the same thing here. I mean, we have 23 folks right in the office that are all, we, we are all pretty connected emotionally. We're all pretty connected. Um, every day that we're together, our office is super busy. Um, we had to shut down because we, we probably have a hundred people trafficking through this office every single day, right? Between clients and clients, family members and uh, you know, the, the, the folks that work here and mailmen and 20 other things. And so we, we went male remote persons, as a, Christine. male persons, Jeez. God, I'm such a sexist. And so basically we shut down and went remote last Tuesday. Going remote wasn't the hard part. Um, the hardest part I think was the fact that, um, we are all trying to communicate over media channels that are, um, inferior when it comes to just basic human contact. So I think we're used to having these chatty conversations where we're interrupting each other and you're, you know, I thought it would be a great idea to get everyone on a weekly call all together. And that was not so much fun because you really can't talk to each other in that social kind of way. And so even if you're, if you're like me and I'm sort of on this extrovert introvert line, I mean, social distancing can be a great excuse to say no to a party maybe three weeks ago (laughs) and now because it is so gravely serious right it has become this thing that has been I think we're not talking enough about how isolating it is right 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 I think that's right so and that's that's part of part of what we're trying to do is to the way that we've gotten through that is to is to share in that a little bit with each other right and and I think that we're fortunate because we have we there's lots of folks that um have don't have the luxury of being able to um, not work. There's lots of folks that are out there putting themselves on the front lines, everything from social workers to um, police to firefighters, Um, not just your sort of first responders in the medical hospital, but also everybody from your garbage trucks, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and across the board. So I think that those folks deserve a, deserve a huge amount of attention. Um, As far as our roles go, there's no point in belly aching. You know, we're pretty privileged. 
So we're going to take a quick break and go to a commercial, and then we will be right back. SipTequila.com is a curated collection of high-end tequilas that can be shipped directly to your door. From crystal clear Blanco tequilas to older tequilas aged for six years in red wine barrels, SipTequila.com has something for everyone, novices and aficionados alike. Their white glove delivery service gets the bottles to you safely and securely with their very cute lids wherever you are in the United States. When your bottle arrives, follow along with their tasting notes and education for the full agave experience. Shop, ship, and sip with SipTequila.com. Mention that you heard this on our podcast with code SHELTER, S-H-E-L-T-E-R, and you'll get free shipping. SipTequila.com. Welcome back. We're in the studio talking to PJ George, who is a Nashville-based touring and studio musician. He happens to also have uh, taught my daughter a few bass lessons, and she's playing bass on the intro to this podcast. So that's my little PJ connection story. So PJ, you're in Nashville right now. I am, yes. Hello. So tell us who you are, what you do, um, and a little more about where you do it. Cool, yeah. I uh, mostly play bass in bands that travel around the country and occasionally to different parts of the world. My main uh, band that I play in is Lindsay Lou. used to be called Lindsay Lou and the Flat Bellies. I'm also filling in from time to time with the band Front Country and also play music in the studios around Nashville when I'm off the road. Cool. Now, who do you find yourself hunkering down with these days? Well, <clears throat> I find myself living in a house with three other musicians. Um, yeah, all of those, those guys uh, play in bands. Um, one of the guys plays in the band with Lindsay Lou, and one of the other guys plays in the band Front Country, and another one of the guys plays in a band called the Claire Lynch Band. And um, yeah, it's just a house full of musician people that are ranging in age from uh, early to late 30s. So, yeah. So you guys kind of got hit with a double whammy. You had the tornado in Nashville and then immediately following that, this this pandemic. So tell me a little bit about how you're finding Nashville right now. How's, how's Nashville doing? Well, um, Nashville is, you know, it's a resilient place full of people that care about the, uh, the community and the town. Uh, the tornado really did a number on the neighborhood here. And, you know, for, for some folks, uh, I can imagine it's, it's a very bad situation, both, you know, the one-two punch that you were talking about. Um, my house, luckily, was about four to five miles away from where the tornado was. Um, but Did you see it? <clears throat> uh, I think I saw it that night. Yeah, I was looking out the window, and it was looking very swirly. And, you know, it was nighttime, so it was, it was tough to see. But, yeah, it was, it was close enough to, yeah. to be scared. I've seen sure. some people that I know who made videos, and, and, and it's hard to see anything, but the sound sounded the most terrifying part of it. Totally. Yeah, I mean, whenever you're in a situation that tornado sirens are going off and it's dark and you can't tell if something's going to happen, it's cause for alarm, you know. And, you know, all that stuff can go away in a matter of seconds. And, yeah, it's, it was just a tough situation for everyone. Um, but like I said, Nashville's a resilient place and the community is already, you know, the, even the next day everyone was putting forth a strong community effort to help the people in need. 
And uh, in the neighborhood that was hit really bad is kind of in between where I live and where Lindsay Lou lives. And I was kind of commuting back and forth um, over the, you know, last week and noticed tons and tons of damage. And, mm. but, but amongst all that, there's people delivering food to the other people that are working and, and just a, you know, a strong community effort that you can just see, you know, even driving down the road. So how's the experience been in um, Nashville of the coronavirus and COVID-19 and how's that sort of changed the tenor of a, of the music city? Well, um, from a personal standpoint, I've been hunkered down here at my own house for about 10 days, 12 days now. Um, Cause I kind of started to see all the stuff happening and decided to just, you know, play it safe and hang out at my house. Um, but during that time, the past 10 days, nearly everyone, well, you know, everyone that I know in the music business uh, had, had their schedules cleared and all their gigs canceled mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. So that drastically changed the music industry as far as I can tell. And it made it to where none of us can go travel and play our music for people and gatherings anymore, which is, um, you know, some worst nightmare type stuff for musicians because right. that's how we that's how we do it. So you you say it's your worst nightmare. So what? How are you making a living? How are you and your roommates and the rest of the music industry that is not you know just crazy rich, basically making a living when you're a, a musician that lives off gigs and tips? Well, that's really interesting, and that's something that's uh, you know I've I've watched sort of come to fruition over the past week or so and that's through social media live streaming um some folks have taken to the airwaves i mean most folks most most musicians are getting on to facebook or instagram and live streaming which is basically starting a connection by video from your space and broadcasting it to the outside world which um Tons of musicians and and actors and all kinds of people are doing this now to get communication out and to feel connected. And thanks to services like Venmo and PayPal and the Instagram and Facebook, you can post all of your information on there. And if you have a dedicated uh, group of fans, they will donate to your cause and hopefully you can make some tips while you play your songs on the internet for folks. And that's the biggest thing that I've seen my musician friends all doing yeah now there's another um just to elaborate a little bit there's another service called patreon oh, which yeah. i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with or not right. yeah we know about patreon yeah but that's Absolutely. sort of another thing that i've noticed a lot of musicians uh starting to move towards is to set their patreons up have you done that yet i have not and it's uh it's i'm not so much of a songwriter so it's it's not that much of a I feel like it's a very valuable tool for a songwriter who's writing new things and getting their new songs out to their fans. But I'm more of a uh, instrumentalist, arranger. Um, You know, I play lots of instruments and can record them. So that's more of my thing. And so I haven't, I haven't figured out a good way for Patreon to work for me just yet, but yeah, still Mm -hmm. brainstorming on that. Yeah. So, well, that is um, really, really interesting. Uh, so another question, where are you finding shelter? Well, I'm finding shelter in, um, well, 
all over my house, but specifically my bedroom. <laughs> hey, PJ, uh, I like to find shelter in the refrigerator. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's there's lots of shelter there for sure. And a stash of little Debbie cakes. Totally. Totally. I, I uh, part of my sheltering is um, the seltzers. I try to keep as many seltzers on hand uh, as I can. Oh yes, I do love seltzers. I also like to shelter on my porch. Get it again for sure. Ah, <laughs> last name never never gets old. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'll let you answer the question now, PJ. Oh man, no. I'm finding shelter in my music. Um, I'm trying to keep a routine. Uh, every day, you know, <clears throat> continuing to go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning. And, um, I'm trying to work on music for a large part of the day. And I'm thankful for my roommates during this time for, you know, having some sort of social interaction right. with my friends. So yeah. that's good. I'm really Definitely. glad. I'm really glad I like my husband, Joey, right now. That's helpful. That's right? helpful. God, for can sure. you imagine if you didn't? So, hey, one of the things we want to do on this is really highlight, in addition to our paid sponsors, we want to highlight um, a, uh, a nonprofit on every episode that you feel like is worthy of some attention. Uh, and I kind of asked you to think about this a little bit ahead of time, but have you come up with, with one that you really love? Totally. Um, I think it's a great time to highlight the uh, Music Cares organization. Um, they're They've been very helpful <clears throat> to tons and tons of musicians and people in the music industry. Um, they're sort of, I think they were created by the Grammy Foundation and they really do just tons of things to help help musicians um, financially and otherwise. And they actually have a COVID-19 relief fund, right? They do, yes. And so you can find that at grammy.com. Um, it's it's gonna be right there at the top along with some news about um, COVID-19. And, you know, I asked you one more question, and this might be the harder one than even the nonprofit, which is, you know, at the end of this, we're going to have a, 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 a punny, oh, I love puns so much, we're going to have this punny little thing called Shelter in Playlist. <laughs> so the question I asked you earlier is, you know, we're going to kind of go around. No one the, enjoys you as much oh, as you. Oh, I know. It really is. It's true. <laughs> it really is. They, actually, they do. They're just, you know, astounded. They're favorite. just blinded by my brilliance. So PJ, you get this rare opportunity to be the inaugural participant in the sort of tailor ending of, of this, of this podcast series, which is something that I like to call shelter in playlist. So what nice. we're asking you to give us is the song that you listen to that means shelter to you. The song that you think about that makes you think I can get through this. What's that song? Well, the song that comes to mind most easily is one of the, the ones we play at the end of the show with Lindsay Lou. Uh, it's called Keep On Going. And what does that song mean to you? Well, I'm just going to just go with the literal title meaning right now. Keep on going. I mean, <laughs> during, during the times, uh, it's important to just keep your head down and, you know, do the thing do you, that we're all doing here, which is shelter in place. Yeah, I know, right? Thanks for bringing in our our uh, podcast title at the end there, PJ. I appreciate it. <laughs> totally. All right, make sure you give a shout out to my kid for playing bass on the intro. She'll be thrilled to hear from you. And yeah, and we will Exciting. chat with you soon, PJ. We hope you're well. We hope you stay well. Best of luck to you and Lindsay Lou and all your roommates. And we will check you later. Cool. Thank you so much. No problem. Take care, bud. Okay. See ya.
As we come to the end of our first episode, uh, we heard PJ give us his Shelter in Playlist song, but at the end of each episode, Christine and I also want to share our pick for each episode with you. So, Christine, for the end of our first episode, what is your Shelter in Playlist pick? You know, I'm going to go with Lindsay Liu because she has a great new song out. Um, PJ's featured on it called On Your Side, and it actually has the word shelter in the lyrics. That's very appropriate. Um, yeah, I like that. And it's a beautiful song, so do make sure to check that out. What's yours? Uh... <laughs> Mine's kind of dumb, um, but the song that came to my mind was uh, Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually on the, the, the original Shelter and Playlist. That's right. Yes, that's right. So I, I, I created uh, one f- f- of that sort of... Blah, blah, blah. I created a playlist for that a few years ago um, after we had a little... Uh, after that flash flood. After a little flash flood time. And so Yellow Submarine is on there. But I don't know, the uh, the notion of we all live in a Yellow Submarine uh, feels that way because we're all sort of just crammed in our houses uh, all together. And so, um, and it's, there's a lot of heavy songs I could have picked that are on that playlist, but I, I wanted to pick something that was a little more playful um, in this time where yeah, we're we trying need to, playful right now. something to be uplifted about. So those are Christine and my Shelter and Playlist songs. You can find those on our Shelter and Playlist on Spotify. would encourage you to contact us by email or on social media to let us know what your Shelter and Playlist songs are. As we end the episode today, we're going to hear the song that PJ mentioned by Lindsay Liu, Keep On Going. Uh, we are sharing that with her permission, and we are grateful to her for that and for PJ for being on the podcast.
Hope you'll join us next time. Shelter in Place is an original podcast of Soul Group Media. It's produced by Joey Porch of Liquor Sickle Productions. The theme song was written and performed by Joey and Zella Porch. If you would like to find out more about the podcast and Soul Group Media, you can visit our website, soulgroupmedia.com. That's S-O-U-L-G-R-O-U-P-M-E-D-I-A.com. Or find us on social media. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. It helps others to find the podcast and hunker down with us. 